0: when the replay official did not stop the game. I'm not going
1: to comment on that. I'll get fined for the rest of my life if I get commented on that.
0: We had a great belief in our locker room. We didn't have to do anything special, just be us. I was so proud of this team. We had so much fun. It ought to be illegal. Coach Harris, talk. Is that something you just ignore? Yeah. Yeah, you you ignore because one week you're getting fired and the next week you're going to take another job. And I'm worried about the darn SEC West Championship. And so, yes, to answer your question.
1: Our purpose is to win, make no mistake about it.
2: But it's to win the right way. And our goal, our stated goal, is going to be to win the Sunbelt, uh, sorry, to win the SEC East. That's iron sharpening iron. That's the way this thing's got to work, man. we got to know and understand that it's got to be about competition.
0: Talk about the reception you received from the fan, fan base. Did you ever think you'd be kissing and hugging babies at the tarmac when you got the the Um. A lot better than another tarmac experience that I had. <laughs> I didn't think of it. It was, like, it was like an anniversary or something like that. We're coming. We're coming. And we ain't backing down. It's time for Carolina football. So get the fuck
3: out of your seats. Spurs up. Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast presented by my bookie. I'm your host, Michael Breton I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vows on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? Hey, buddy, what's going on? Hey, Shane. So, this is uh, going to be one of our shorter episodes. You know, we always preview the games and then we get into a little bit of a shorter one. But uh, I think I've come up with a, a fun little idea to talk a little SEC football before we get to. Uh, just a couple of coach comments here, but uh, how you doing, buddy?
1: Dude, I am fantastic. We went hiking today. Apparently, I didn't get the old text from uh, SEC Chris there to let me know that it was a daggone monsoon out, <laughs> but we had a we had an absolute blast. I tell you, uh, uh, it was it was probably supposed to be closer to a two hour hike that ended up being a three hour hike just because. Ooh. We kept getting lost, man. With the leaves down, it was was hard to follow the trail and everything like that. And speaking of falling, I fell down a few times, but uh, we had an absolute blast, man. (laughs) Really did.
3: (laughs) Oh, well, I'm glad to hear it, Shane. Glad you made it back. So I hope I get to join you one day when I'm not sitting here on a computer all day, but that day will not be today.
1: Well, I I try to do something a little bit each week. You know, it's like, I want to get out there and we've... We've been having a real good time, and honestly, I just like, you know, the kids having to turn their phones off and just kind of just get off the network for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Just unplug. It's a great uh, – I, I I love going out, just kind of reset everything, and especially if you've got a bad week with your football team, you're just down in the dumps, and you can just go – you know what I'm saying? Just a hard reset when you go out there and say, you know what? We're on to the next week, Mike.
3: So mm-hmm. that's what we are. Well, hey, buddy, uh, before we get to these coach clips, I thought it would be kind of fun to talk. You know, sadly, we are basically at the midpoint here of the SEC season. Mm-hmm. It's been a great season. I thought the uh, listeners would appreciate my thoughts on the midseason All-SEC team. What do you think about that?
1: I love that. And this is Mock, so they can't be mad at me if their boy's <laughs> not on there. <laughs> And I'll be happy to critique you along the way, Mike.
3: All right, well, let's get to it. And, yeah, so, you know, I put quite a bit of thought into this, but um, I'm definitely going to leave some people out. So feel free to hit me up and say, you know, I'm sure every fan base is going to say, should have had their guy, should have had this guy. But (laughs) you can only have so many. Otherwise, this is a 2,000-person list here. But uh, starting with the quarterback, so I only put two on the list here. I'm going with Kyle Trask, Florida quarterback, of course, mm-hmm. and Mac Jones, who, my goodness, I discredited mm-hmm. him during the offseason. we got to give him credit where credit's due now. I think I said it previously this week three SEC Offensive Player of the Week awards out of five weeks. You can't not put Mac Jones on the list. So those are my two quarterbacks, Shane. Any argument with the, those two selections?
1: No, I, I think that's. I mean, okay, so here's what we're going to have, Mike. We're going to have some, we're going to have some Kellen Maughan lovers. We're going to have some potentially, you know, Matt Corral. I mean, if, if, how many wins was Matt Corral away from being the number
3: two spot? Are these
1: guys far and beyond everybody else right now, in your opinion?
3: Well, he's just thrown too many interceptions the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's certainly, it's a different story. He doesn't have Kyle Pitts to throw to. He doesn't got Najee Harris to hand the ball to. He doesn't got Jalen Waddell and Devonta Smith and all these guys. So it's it's kind of hard to compare him. But like I said, <laughs> hey, we can't put every quarterback on yeah. this list. So That's true. I had to make the cutoff there and had Matt Corral, I don't want to say cost the team the Arkansas game, but you could certainly make the case. I, th- I think I would have put him on this list. Yeah, I got you. All right, running backs here. I did go a little bit crazy because <laughs> – Uh we've got some serious talent at the running back position in the sec this year number one i gotta go Najee harris i believe he's got 13 touchdowns right now which is more than i believe five sec teams (laughs) so he's killing it had to put him on the list tank bigsby from auburn i know he's just a true freshman but he's killing it he's carrying this auburn offense he's on my list a guy that I was not even really aware of heading into the season, Kevin Harris from South Carolina. I think he's been the star of this South Carolina offense. We were doom and gloom and Marshawn Lloyd went down. Yeah. That still hurts. Would have loved to seen him out there. Imagine him with Kevin Harris, what that South Carolina offense would look like with those two guys. Hopefully next season we'll, we'll get to see that. But Kevin Harris, in my opinion, too good to leave off this list. And this was a tough one. I think, uh, No matter which direction I went with, I think A&M fans were going to be upset. But I didn't want to include both the running backs. I thought that would be kind of a cop-out. So I went with Isaiah Spiller, Texas Mm -hmm. A&M running back. He's really hitting those holes hard right now and carried him to that. uh, Well, Kelamon certainly played a huge role in beating Florida, but Spiller had a big day. He's had just a great season. So uh, thoughts on those four running backs, Najee Harris, Tank Bigsby, Kevin Harris, and Isaiah Spiller.
1: I think they're great, man. I think it's a great call. Um, you know, I, Ely, you know, is probably one that comes to mind mm-hmm. since, you know, and it, it kind of sucks that he's, he's a little bit more of a committee down there. Maybe that's why he's not on the list. Uh, maybe you could say the same thing about Rodriguez, uh, another one that if, if he'd get the ball more, which kind of surprises that he hasn't, maybe he's a little higher on those lists, but I think he nailed it. Um, with these four, I, I, I Obviously, it's impossible to keep Najee off. I look, really love what I'm seeing from Kevin Harris, uh, you know, and Tank, true freshman. I mean, probably freshman of the year right now. Uh, and Spiller, one thing that, because he is a committee, you, you overlook that he's probably got the highest yards per rush attempt right now. I think he's sitting there closer to seven yards at attempt. So, uh, yeah, no, I like this list.
3: And the, two guys I just want to mention real quick, kind of like honorable mention. Larry Roundtree, Missouri, he almost made the cut for me. He had a hell of a game there against Kentucky. And then I think James Cook, he's missed some time, but he's been fantastic for Georgia. So he, he's right there on the, on the edge too for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, receiver position, Shane. This one was tough. A lot of good receivers in the SEC. So I went five deep here because mm. you can throw five deep on the field. So I think that was fair. Terrence Marshall for LSU, he's killing it. Absolutely killing it. First time as the number one option there in LSU. And he has not disappointed. He's exceeded expectations. Elijah Moore, Ole Miss, he's just killing it down there. He didn't have a great game against Auburn. It's fascinating. He still scored a touchdown. He said, well, (laughs) he didn't have a great game. That's a, you know, many receivers don't even get in the end zone. So, Elijah Moore, he's just been a machine this year. Mm -hmm. Seth Williams for Auburn, he's killing it. Just had a game winner over Elijah Moore's Ole Miss team, so had to throw him on the list. He's been playing well ever since the starting game when he kind of went beast mode on Kentucky. Um, This one's kind of sad, and I didn't put him on the list because he got hurt. I put him on the list because he's that damn good. Jalen Waddell, Alabama, Mm got to put him on the list. And then last but not least, a guy I think that uh, has exceeded all expectations this year, Shai Smith, South Carolina thoughts on that on those guys Mm.
1: i thought you were gonna leave shy off there for a second (laughs) you know just a guy that is the only guy right now and what he's been able to create even though everybody's eyes are on him so no this is a this is a pretty straightforward list mike
3: i really like that so can you give me a rundown real quick one more time yeah terrence marshall for lsu elijah moore old miss seth williams auburn jalen waddle alabama shy smith south carolina
1: now, are, you know what about Mechie? I mean, I know, I, I know Waddles out. So, I mean, do you replace him? I, I mean, is that like an asterisk? You maybe put John in there because, I mean, since he went down, he's he's been the only production. So, mm. I mean, like the the highest production.
3: Yeah, maybe. Uh, but again, I just didn't want to throw too many Alabama guys. <laughs> Hell, yeah. you could put them all up there, honestly. The you know what list, I mean? Mike. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I wanted—I tried to pick the one I thought was the best from that team. Okay. And then I had a couple honorable mentions: Kadarius Tony. I think he's played outstanding for Florida, and uh Burks for Arkansas. He—he's right there on that list, and uh, that's the list. That, that was. Those are my two honorable mentions there.
1: Okay.
3: All right, tight All end. I think this is going to be the most obvious pick in the world. Kyle Pitts from Florida. But I went too deep. I wanted to throw some love to Kenny Yaboda for Ole Miss. I think he's had a great year. And then honorable mention, almost included this guy, but uh, Jalen Wattemeyer from Texas A&M. Those are my the three tight ends, I think, standing out to me. Yeah.
1: What about uh, Eric Gilbert? <laughs>
3: Just
1: want, you want to see a little bit more or?
3: Yeah, maybe a little bit. I, you know, I hyped him up so damn much. Not to say yeah. he's not lived up to the hype. I, I think he has. But he may be on this list by the end of the season. But I think he's right off the cut right now for me. Okay. All right, I'm def- uh, skipping the offensive line. Not that, <laughs> I mean. Oh, linemen
1: don't matter, <laughs> do they,
3: Mike? Huh? <laughs> no, but I just hate these offensive line lists, which it's like when you haven't studied it, you, you know what I mean? Like. I'm not the guy. Get, we'll get Cole Kublick on here if we want a, if we want a honest list of who's the best offensive lineman in the in the SEC. Uh, we know that uh, Alabama, Georgia, and Tennessee's got some standouts. Kentucky, but. I just—I feel like a dumbass trying to break that down. You know what? its,
1: it's like building a, a cake, Mike. You know, you—you you don't want to talk about the foundation, the breading. <laughs> right. You know, you just want to get straight to the icing, Mike. Right. I get it. I get it. The fat guys don't matter, I guess.
3: But go on. But I did do defensive line because these Oh, even worse, Mike. Why are you could to just do one side? So, all right. These are the guys that have been standing out to me on the defensive line. I. Javen Peavy for Texas A&M, mm-hmm. Kings, uh, Kingsley Inakbari from South Carolina, and then these two guys, they're kind of classified as linebackers, kind of classified as defensive ends, but DeAndre Johnson for Tennessee, he's been a revelation, and then the other guy kind of in that same mold, Aziz Ojolari for Georgia. I know most people probably have them as outside linebackers, but you play it in that 3-4 defense, you're you're kind of like a hybrid, so I didn't know quite where to put those guys, but both those guys have been really uh productive off the edge for Georgia and Tennessee. So uh thoughts on that list.
1: No, I think this is a good list, Mike. And you know, it's I think out of all of them right now, this is the one that could easily change before mm. uh you know, the season's up.
3: Oh yeah, without a doubt. All right, linebacker. I think you're gonna like this list, Shane. Number one. Nick Bolton. Not even a debate, Nick Bolton, Missouri. I think he's been the best linebacker so far. Yeah. Uh Grant Morgan, Arkansas, the one-arm man. I mean, he's out here getting <laughs> 20 tackles on one arm, getting pick-sixes. Had to include him. Uh Jamar Watson is a guy I've been very impressed with at Kentucky. And then last but not least, Ernest Jones, South Carolina. He's been just a tackling machine too. He's He's getting banged up. He's still staying in these games. I know South Carolina's coming off a, a rough appearance, but don't want to discredit him. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on that list?
1: No, I, I think, again, this is another list that, that is fluid, but I think just really when you're looking at these guys, these these are the leaders of the defense, man. You know, there's a lot of personalities on this list, so that's what I love about uh, about these linebackers, man.
3: And before, uh, you know, Vol Nation, they probably get on me. Henry T, he would have been on this list, but. You don't like Tennessee. I get it. <laughs> I think he's been a disappointment the last two weeks. You know? Mm. I mean, one was playing Alabama, I could certainly see. But Kentucky, I don't know. I mean, he's got, he's got. A, if he plays like he did the first couple games, he's on this list. So, there you go. <laughs> All right, defensive back. Jalen Catalan, Arkansas. He's been outstanding. J.C. Horn, South Carolina. Roger McCreary, Auburn and Richard LeCount, Georgia that's an all SEC defensive backfield if I ever saw one Yeah those uh, all of
1: those you're playing on Sunday man mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> All right last two here I even <laughs> you're going to laugh Shane cuz I disrespect <laughs> the offensive line but not disrespecting kicker and punter long long
1: snappers <laughs>
3: <so>. <laughs> Evan McPherson from Florida
1: uh-huh
3: and Max Duffy from kentucky that's my kicker and punter any debate on that one
1: no i like the duff uh no this is a good list
3: all right buddy so yeah there it is and
1: <laughs> what about kickers did, wait so just you just did punters right
3: no 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 evan mcpherson from florida oh
1: evan okay i wasn't paying he's me. hit
3: uh, multiple 50 yarders i believe he's not missed a kick yet this year so he's money he's the money man right now in the sec if you ask me <laughs> about Carlson you don't like you don't like Auburn <laughs> <laughs> I think he's missed a couple kicks yeah but he's still like one of the best
1: I think oh I yeah. think he's got the most field goals made this year
3: well, just because uh, Auburn can't score touchdowns doesn't make him the best kicker in the and SEC. Well, and,
1: and too, I, I would like to point out, Mike. You know we've we've got Alabama on every list, and for once they've got a kicker that is one hundred percent, and <laughs> yeah. we're not going to bring it up. So I, I think he should also be an honorable mention.
3: Yeah, Will Reichard. He he has yeah. a really good year. Yeah. All right, buddy, so that's my list. I look forward to everyone ripping me. I'm not, I am not. wasn't trying to rip anybody if I didn't put you on the list, but tried to make it all around the SEC, included quite a few guys there. So I uh, hope you guys appreciated that. And if you did, we'll, I'll do another one at the end of the season.
1: No, I thought this is good, Mike. Good work, brother.
3: All right, Shane, so uh, real quick, we just got a couple things here. You ready to go around the league? Let's do it. Now let's
2: go, now around, let's the go league. around the league.
0: My, my daughters said something about me wearing a visor and need to put on a hat because I'm getting bald. So, uh, so I'm going to wear a hat from here on out.
1: I mean, if you look over the next six years, I think we played Miami three times, Florida State six times, South Florida three times,
0: Mississippi State once. So
1: who's the SEC teams? You know, I mean, I don't think, I think it's an injustice for the kids. They should, we should mix
0: those games up and you should, um, you know, play more teams from the West. Why, why don't you? Start calling around and see if you can get somebody else to play us, and we'll play them. We'll play anybody you can get to play us.
2: In Louisiana, hold on a second. Hey, guys. Hey. I'm having a press conference, okay? Thank you. SEC. SEC.
3: SEC. SEC. All right, I don't have a clip here for LSU, but just wanted to make this quick note that Coach O, during the latest SEC teleconference, he says that Miles Brennan, not expected to play. It's gonna be. It makes it even tougher. We got the tank, Tank Finley for LSU. Obviously, we're we're not too concerned about uh, him. Although it will be his first road game in a hostile environment at Auburn, where the Tigers have been pretty tough there uh, in, in recent years. So that'll be something to consider. Shane, does this? Mm-hmm. You, you know, I don't want you to tip your hand or anything, but does this? Um, does this change your feelings on this LSU Auburn game if Miles Brennan can't play
0: Uh,
1: maybe a little bit Um, you know because one thing that South Carolina didn't do last week and it was brought up after the game was blitz Mm -hmm. create create havoc and you know I I just can't imagine coach still is going to do the same script because you cannot give T.J. time to throw let's let's throw some things at him so you know something that Miles has dealt with this season, yeah. So I, I would I would adjust my score just a little bit here, and uh, kind of surprises me that you know I, I I think that they're not wanting to rush Miles back. And if if last week's game would have went different, it wouldn't have surprised me to see him rolled out this week. So I just think they got confidence in the young guy, and they're they're willing to 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 roll with
3: him. Right, and next week they're on a bye before they face Alabama. So Miles Brennan potentially we're looking at about a, a little over a month of rest, yeah, potentially. Mm-hmm. So if he misses this game, it's not official, but certainly sounds like he's not. But let me throw it just a, a quick curveball at you, Shane. If Tank comes out and has another great game, leads LSU to a big win. Not saying that is what's going to happen, but if it does, mm-hmm. oh man. Uh-huh. Coach o, he doesn't want to talk about the quarterback controversy now. But if yeah. he does that, we might we might have to heat that bad boy up a little bit.
1: Dude, if he comes out and looks anything like he did last week, yeah, uh, you know they say you can't lose your job to injury, but you're about to lose your job to injury <laughs> because <laughs> because if he could if he could mirror the performance he had last week, I can't say that. You know, especially now that the the, the film out on him. You know, I, I just. I don't know. I, I don't think I think it's time to just keep him. But, you know, if he's rattled and it's a close game or it's a, you know, coaches, this is a smart move. Coach has got a, a trump card. Like I said, the other day, you know, he could
3: just say, well, you know, I had to play a freshman. So, you know, <laughs> hey, Shay, well, before we move on, let's uh, remind the listeners we're brought to you by my bookie, the online sports book. Head on over to mybookie.ag today. All new customers receive 100 percent deposit match up to a thousand dollars that means if you're a new customer to mybookie.ag and you put in the promo code that sec that's t-h-a-t sec they will match your initial deposit up to a thousand dollars so you could potentially start with two thousand dollars to gamble on shane immediately Mm. and we Mm. got this college football firing up we're gonna get into some some picks here but man i'm just fired up that College football is finally here, and the only thing that makes football better, in my opinion, is drinking some beer and betting all these games. (laughs) So head on over to mybookie.ag. Once again, that promo code is thatSEC over at mybookie.ag. Thousands of cross sports, wagers, props, parlays, all that. Winning season begins today only at mybookie with that promo code thatSEC. All right, let's skip it all down to uh, Oxford next, real quick.
2: Where,
3: where you know this is something you wisely hinted at uh, on the last show. Shay, we got Lane Kiffin here. Was asked during his uh, Wednesday press conference about the damn refs again, and if he's been <laughs> sending them pennies to the SEC <laughs>
0: office. Lane, I was wondering how many pennies have showed up at the building uh, over the course of this week. I was waiting for that, Neil. Um, you guys took a long time to get to that. You guys are getting getting soft because um, <clears throat> that's really the only question you cared about you really didn't care about the other ones um, I've had a lot of offer for pennies um, I've had some offer you know from from my son for some math education also some tutoring uh, I, I I would like to say that I didn't know that all along I was just setting it up for more attention when I got to the replay part so you know just like the video at FAU, you know, when the no energy video. And I did that on purpose just so we could get more publicity, you know, and so I would assume we're kind of the most talked about one and four team, and people forgot we're one and four, so maybe it worked. But I, I did joke with the commissioner when he called me and, you know, told me about the fine. I said I was surprised that a retweet, you know, um, would get you a fine. You know, it's not something I'm saying, and so we retweet things all the time. and. Um, and I kind of joked with him. I said, "Well, if I'm getting fined, I got to do something, you know, like so not just a retweet. That's not very much fun." So, um so I got I had a little fun with him with the pennies. So, um and it's behind us. Um I understand his position, you know. Um so I really thought it was okay. I really was retweeting not because of the comment. I was retweeting because of the video with it showing so all the fans could see in case they hadn't seen, you know, it hit in the hand. Um I'd gotten fined at Conference USA, much less money, by the way, but um, because I retweeted, you know, the blind refs with the scene dogs uh, after one of our games. Well, the commissioner, Judy, said, hey, you you know, you could have got away with the retweet, but you tagged at Conference USA officials or something. So um, I I thought I was okay there, but I guess not.
2: Some of the players, uh, I guess it was yesterday, said that they appreciated you doing that. It felt like you had their back, that kind of thing. Have you, what, what kind of feedback have you gotten
0: from from players about the fine and the tweets and stuff? Well, they joke about it out there, you know, because um, that's a lot of money. But especially when you're a college kid, that's a, a ton of money, you know. So they, they kind of joke and they're mad at me, like, you know, can you just share that with us, you know? Save save the retweet and help us out, you know. We can barely we can barely make dinner around here, so. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I like to think the players think that you know, we don't say things in the media because what we're supposed to and you know what the media wants us to say. You know we, you know we protect our players and, and back our players.
3: All right, Shade. So <laughs> it is kind of funny. Obviously, this is that's why we keep talking about it. Lane Kiffin's a quote machine down there, but uh, maybe a little mastery to, to why he's doing this. You know, he says, "Oh, everybody's talking about us. We're one in four. Nobody's looking at that." He. He probably shouldn't even have said that part out loud, but <laughs> mm-hmm. so he, he makes a good point. But at the same time, whew, it <laughs> certainly seems like they're still haunted by this damn officiating yeah. error. And maybe I'm just reading a little too much into the fan reaction and everything because fans are they'll never get over it. And I don't blame them. Right. I wouldn't either. But uh if your young team isn't over this by now, we're halfway through We're, I mean, we're. We've got one more practice probably until this damn game. We can't still be talking about what happened in this. So uh, th- we're we're walking a fine line here, I feel like, if we're Ole Miss right now, aren't we?
1: Yeah, you know. I, just t- let me tie it into a hiking trip I had today, Mike. Mm-hmm. So we're walking, and we come across this little turtle, okay? And my youngest, she's, you know, she's pumped up about this thing. We're taking pictures and whatnot, then we continue walking, but as we're walking away, she keeps looking back to see if that turtle's moving. But what she doesn't see is the tree that's right in front of her as she walks right into it. So <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not trying to use that. Actually, I am. I'm trying to use that as a as a metaphor to what could happen, to Old Miss, if they keep you know looking in that rearview mirror, if they keep you know, just sulking over what happened last Saturday, then you're going to mess up and get your ass beat this Saturday. So I, I think we, again, we need a hard reset. It's not fair. Cause the media keeps bringing it up. You know, the fans keep talking about it, but long as that locker room's right and they flush that thing and they're moving on to the next week, they'll be fine.
3: All right. Final thing I got Shane sticking in the state of Mississippi. Let's hop on down to uh, Starkville. <laughs> Well, we got big news here out of Mississippi State, everyone was kind of buzzing about this, but um, mm-hmm. hey we got a couple more players leaving Mississippi State this week. Remember coach Leach after I'm trying to remember which loss it was. I guess it was the Arkansas or, or Kentucky game. I, I don't recall which one, but basically coach said, you know we got to get rid of guys that aren't bought in. Yeah, and since he said that, seven guys have officially left. We just had Tyrell Shavers. He had the the transfer from Alabama, who's been here, hell, five games. He's gone. He had he had a huge game against LSU. That was basically it. Uh, Junior defensive end Jamari Stewart gone. Defensive fresh defensive lineman freshman Trey Lawson gone. We already know the bearded trader. Another quarterback Jalen Maiden, who was a four-star recruit, gone. Freshman Mm -hmm. offensive lineman Nick Penley gone. Senior running back Kareem Walker, gone. And let's kick it over to Coach Leach. His you know, we hinted at it previously, Kylan Hill, what's his status? There was all kinds of speculation this week. So Coach Leach, uh his his comments here from the teleconference on Wednesday, not exactly you know, what you're hoping to hear from your coach, I would think. Right.
0: Hey, Mike, just wanted to ask if uh, you could update the statuses of Trey Lawson, Jamari Stewart, and Tyrell Shavers, and whether they're still with the program. Uh,
2: no, they're not with the program, um, and uh, we wish them the best.
0: And just to follow up, obviously there's been a lot of turnover the last couple days and, and in season, and with not having spring, how do you kind of manage this with, with the guys that are in the locker room? And I guess what goes into you know maybe dealing with guys that you know, do leave in the middle of the season and balancing things? I,
2: you know, you just, you just take it as it comes, really. I mean, um, uh, whether guys are looking for a better opportunity or whether, you know, uh, guys abide by the rules, you know, that type of thing. But, they, you know, you just deal with it as it comes. But, um, you know, like I say, those guys, uh, uh, they're into another chapter in their life and, uh, so are we. So we're, uh, we wish him the best, but, uh, you know, we're really only concerned with the guys that are uh, in the program that we're coaching, so. Also, do you have an update on uh, Kylin Hill's status with the team? I don't. Uh, I, don't I haven't talked to uh, uh What I heard is he was off the out preparing for the NFL. Uh, hey, Mike, hope you're doing well. As far as Hill goes, I mean, in your mind, is he off the team? What's that? I mean, with Kyle and oh, Hill, is uh, he? Uh, well, I, 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 he I haven't off? talked. I have I haven't talked to him. Heard he opted out, and we we wish him the best. But uh, yeah, we're, just, we're yeah, we're going to kind of focus on the guys that uh, that are on the team. So
0: you're obviously a very successful coach. You know, he. He'd had a very good year last year. He had a pretty good first game for you. Why, why do you think maybe you
2: guys uh, did, didn't hit it off? Well, I didn't say that was the case, but we're not going to worry about that because, like I said, we're going to worry about the ones that we coach, and so you'll have to take that up with uh, you know others, perhaps. Hey, Mike, just kind of
1: in relation to uh, kind of all the turnover and guys leaving and stuff last few weeks, just how much of a distraction has this been the last couple of weeks? And I guess how have you guarded maybe against it becoming a distraction and just kind of the mood right now in the locker room with these guys who I'm sure, you know, tight and some of the other guys on the team, that sort of thing.
2: Uh, I, it's a little bit of a distraction. I don't really guard against it. I mean, um, you know, every time that uh, I've been involved with a new program, there's been a certain amount of turnover. I mean, you need guys to buy into what you're doing, and you need uh, you need you need guys to buy in, and you need the guys that want to work really hard and play really hard and do it the right way. And uh, you know, coming in, you have certain rules and expectations that. Uh, um you expect to be followed and um and you know either they abide by them or they don't but you know they justice and uh and some guys just want an opportunity to play and so it goes but uh, i'd be surprised if we don't uh uh lose more i mean so you know if uh uh, you know, if it says you're, you're, you're stunned or nervous, I mean, you better brace yourself because you might lose more. All
3: right, Shane. So not even Mike Leach seems to know what the hell's going on with <laughs> Kyle Hill. He hasn't spoken with him. Certainly sounds like it sounds to me like they're leaving the door open for him, but they don't expect him to ever come back. That's that's how I read this. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on hearing these comments? And, you know, Coach Leach certainly seems to indicate more could be coming.
1: Yeah, and that's okay. If we're at that point, Mike, if, if we're at the point that the team's not bought in, then we gotta, we got to get rid of it. Uh, Coach Lee's here to stay. These players, they've got a couple of them, got a couple years, maybe one year left. Coach Leach's going to be there for a long time, Mike. And to be successful, he's got to have folks buy into his program. And if you look historically at, at the Pirates' records, he always struggles the first year. And now we're in, like, you know, 2020, the opt-out year, you know. So this one – doesn't blow my mind and if you're a fan I'm sure you've got mixed emotions on it there's going to be some that are really happy that we're we're moving forward there's going to be some upset because they were expecting great things from their team and especially that week one success they you know it's got to be a little bit of a downer but it's it's like It's like bamboo, man. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever seen bamboo growing next to a stream? Mm -hmm. And and next thing you know, if you don't cut that bamboo down, next thing you know, next year, following year, the year after, there's going to be bamboo all the way down to wherever it ends. And you've got to get rid of it all the way down to the root or it's going to continue to spread. So I I think that's kind of what we've got here in the Mississippi State locker room. We've got some players that aren't buying in to what Coach Leach is doing. And if there's not leadership on the team, well, then it's gotta be the coach and let them opt out. So just get the naysayers out, get the negative nellys out so that we can focus and build on the future. Now, again, I'm not there. I don't know how mm-hmm. these conversations are, are going. I don't know what's being said behind closed doors. So I, I don't want to speculate, you know, there may be good reasons that these kids are leaving that we just don't know yet. So, but as an as an outsider looking in and taking a a guess at what's going on in the transition of this culture, Coach Leach's his his team's very systematic and it's got to work from top to bottom. And if it's not, then the, then it's going to fall apart. So, yeah, I,
3: I'm I'm ready for the new buy-in. I'm ready for the new Mississippi State. I got to be honest with you, Shane. I'm a I'm a little disappointed by your comments. <laughs> yeah, why is that? I was hoping. That you'd go on this tangent like I've seen all these people. Mike Leach is a damn joke. You hire a, a clown, you're going to get a circus. Mississippi State, are, are, have they already given up on them? Is this mm-hmm. going to be one and done for Coach Leach? This is what you get when you fire a guy that's coming off winning seasons and keep winning the Egg Bowl. And I was going to do a complete 180. <laughs> but I think you're exactly right, Shane, and – Obviously, these, this is not news that's going to help Mississippi State this year. That goes without saying. But, hell, they're they're playing so poorly. It's not like they were just going to flip a damn switch here during the bye week coming out of Alabama and, and whip up on the Crimson Tide and go on this epic run. Right, right. This is what happens when you don't got spring football and you don't get time to, to get to know your players. And, you know, a lot of these guys probably don't fit the system now. I th- I do think – you know, the best coaches, they adapt to their players. So this isn't totally against the players or anything. I'm not trying to call these guys out. Um, it is on the coaches to kind of adapt, but Leach is, is set in his way. That's the thing we've all heard about him. You know, I mean, uh, he's he's running the same plays he ran 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's not working currently. It's a mix of not being executed right and probably not knowing, you know, which players to put in the best position or, or – knowing how much to ask of all of them. I mean, it's a combination of all these things. But this was bound to happen. It's just very unfortunate that it's happening during the season. And if you're a Mississippi State fan, I'm cautioning you not to freak out because I think this is, like I, this, like I just said, this is what was going to happen with this coaching change. And look at Joe Moorhead, who I have got a lot of respect for Coach Moorhead. I think he's a very good coach. You know, he had Penn State as the offensive coordinator. They were in the college football playoff discussion. They've not really even been back there since he's gone. He got a job in a, in about five minutes at Oregon to run their offense, and everyone that covers the Pac-12 recognizes them as one of the, if not the best program right now, one of them. So, you know, that should tell you what, what a good coach Joe Moorhead is. But we know at Mississippi State, while he had some success, while he did beat Ole Miss twice and he led Mississippi State to back-to-back bowl games, there was, a, there was problems with mm-hmm. discipline and getting – hell, we had the damn quarterback, starting quarterback, knocked out for the bowl game. Yeah. I mean, this is the shit we can't have. And I think – not saying that that's necessarily what's going on here at Mississippi State, but it's clear as day they had issues there with discipline and and maybe lack of authority – and Mike Leach ain't putting up with that shit right now. Right. And that's what you want. You want a guy that's not going to put up with that, a guy with a proven track record, a guy that can come in there, and it's not working on the field right now, but that doesn't mean it's never going to work. And while this is bad news at the moment, people are throwing stones at you, they're laughing at you right now, that's life in the SEC. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, like I said, this is not going to be good for the team this year, obviously, but I think this is going to be good for the team next year. I think they're going to be further ahead than where they would be if all these guys are not bought in and they stuck around and they kind of stunted the growth of Mike Leach's program.
1: Yeah. No, I agree with you, man. Nailed it. What, did you have that scripted wrote down? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish I knew I wish it. You, you went philosopher there for a minute. <laughs>
3: I've had a, I've had like four coffees today. I'm, a, I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm right on the edge there of insanity. But uh, oh, I love it. Hey, buddy. So that's all I got on this one. Like I said, it'd be a little bit shorter. You got anything? Uh, you got something for us, don't you? Oh, do I? Let's get the big three. Oh, cousin
2: Shane, big three. Three. Big hole. Edwards alaire will take it to the end zone. Crockett's in one. They do. Off they go. Catches They get the first and a lot more.
0: The check down, it got intercepted by Shy Tuttle. The rookie out of Tennessee, trying to flat down as he's down inside the
2: 20. It's hey a block from Sherman. It's a block from Thompson. He's off to the
0: races. Puts inside. You can kiss him. Goodbye.
1: All right, Mike. Dude, fantastic weekend, another great weekend in NFL, and uh, couldn't have had it if we didn't have all this SEC talent, man. I'd like to just, I don't know, just call out a few of the boys, let them know how well they did. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, first off, I would like to start with a couple of honorable mentions. These guys were in the same game. Uh, One is one receiver, Christian Kirk. Does that one stand out to you?
3: Yes, sir. Texas A&M.
1: That's right. The fastest man in the West. But what he was able to do, well, I say fastest man, but i am you know what? Let's just jump to the other honorable mention before I get to Christian Kirk's stats. And that was DK Metcalf. Now, he didn't have a great game as far as receiving or catching touchdowns, but he did have the all-time greatest. Rundown, something that we've heard through speeches. We I, we we had Kiffin on here just not too long ago, talking about you know never giving up. That they track, they clocked him at almost like fifty miles an hour. I don't know <laughs> if that's true or not, but it was just amazing what he was able to do and stop an interception return for a touchdown. Just so that I have to put the honorable mention. That's just no give up in him, and uh, I just thought that was fantastic. But back to Christian, I had a good game, wasn't able to win but had five receptions for just 37 yards, but two important touchdowns. Uh, It was just good seeing him get back involved. Uh, Another honorable mention, last honorable mention, Mike. Last honorable mention goes to quarterback Matthew Stafford. Name the school. Georgia. (laughs) Absolutely. 340 yards passing, a touchdown. But what was so awesome about this game? It's just how cursed the Atlanta Falcons are, Mike.
3: <laughs> I was wondering if Todd Gurley was going to make your list. Oh,
1: I almost put him on it, man. If he would have won, I think I would have gave it to him. But what I liked about this game, actually going back to the, the uh, DK Metcalf meme, there was a Cardinal, the guy that uh, was returning the interception, It said Atlanta Falcons and DK Metcalf on his jersey. It said fourth quarter. (laughs) (laughs) So they're doing good till they get to the fourth quarter. And that's why I gave it to Matthew Stafford, just because they were able to come back and win in a fantastic ball game. Um, Next. Okay. So let's get to the big three. Number three From the University of Tennessee, Alvin Kamara, one of my favorite all-time players ever, uh, had 14 carries for 83 yards, but... Again, he was able to do it again in the air with eight receptions, 65 yards. So just another fantastic ball game from him. Almost 150 yards total offense. Just an absolute unit. Uh, Number two, I'm going to go to the Tennessee Titans. They weren't able to get this game because they were playing a supreme uh, team, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers, my favorite. But they didn't mean AJ didn't try. He had six receptions, 153 yards, and a touchdown. You know, Steelers had this game for for a while, and then all of a sudden, the Titans made it very, very interesting. And uh, a lot of that have to had to do with uh, AJ Brown finally making it back. So, Ole Miss uh, native, there's two of them. Uh, man, could you imagine if Lane Kiffin had AJ Brown and Metcalf right now?
3: Mm. No, I she- cannot. I, the the SEC. Would uh, not be able to stop that.
1: <laughs> oh, that'd be crazy. All right, last but not least, didn't win the game, Mike. And I. that's why I almost didn't put him at the one spot. Mm-hmm. But what he did, man, Joe Burrow, 406 yards passing, three touchdowns, six rushes, 34 yards, and a touchdown. He had the damn team on his back. Didn't have his running back. Joe Mixon was hurt, banged up. And uh, he had to do it all with his arm. And the problem is, Mike, he scored too damn quick. If he would have held off for a few more seconds, it wouldn't get the Browns a chance to get back down the field and, and win the game. But, uh, man, it just looked good. See a Joe Burrow out there kind of looked like LSU last year. Fantastic. And uh, one side note, Mike, as we get on to this week, guess who's making his debut down there in the Miami Dolphins uniform? Tua, release the Tua! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so looking forward to that, man. And that's all the news I got from the NFL.
3: I feel bad for Joe Burrow, man. I, one of the games uh-huh. I saw, he, I think he led the team down to game winning field goal, and they the kicker missed it. scores a the touchdown there. The 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 go ahead. I I think I, I don't know if that would have been his first you know, come back, win, but then the Browns just march right back and do it to him. So I know. He's a guy to build around, that's for sure, but uh, they just, you know, they were picking number one for a reason, it certainly looks like to me.
1: Absolutely, man, and I know you don't care about offensive line, but uh, (laughs) Joe Burrow has got (laughs) a terrible offensive line, so I hope they spend all their drafts and, you know, they're going to build around him, and they're going to create something special up there, uh, which – I'm not ready for because let's not forget I am a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, so I don't want the
3: Cincinnati Bengals
1: getting too good. But uh, I, I think that they've got something special there, man. Uh, he's doing fantastic this year.
3: All right, Shane. So, hey, that's all we got on this episode. We're going to uh, obviously finish strong on the week and have a Picks podcast. we got six games to break down on the next episode. Mm-hmm. Some real coin flip games, in my opinion. I know – not all the spreads are that close, but I think the games will be. So looking forward to that. You got anything else before we hop off here, buddy? No, sir,
1: that is it. I appreciate hanging out, uh, doing all the work, Mike, as usual, as I'm just, you know, living my life out in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> just pull up, show up, and pod out. But uh, no, I, I'm, I'm excited about this coming up week. Uh, you know, there's a lot of great games and, uh, who knows, man, I just, I just feel like we're going to have a couple more upsets. So Mm. I'm looking forward to it, brother. We'll have the picks on tomorrow. We'll have a weather update. I could have used that today with, uh, Chris, uh, SEC, Chris coming on and, uh, giving us the update there. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to tomorrow's show and, uh, making some money this weekend.
3: Absolutely. Well, Hey, don't forget to get in those five-star written reviews on the Apple podcast app, new reviews. Not an updated one. Uh, this is the last day to get You know done. who
1: you are. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, the only reason I say that is if, if you just update, it doesn't add to our total. That's what we're really trying to do, add to our total here. Uh, but we do appreciate the hustle. But uh, what I was say, this is going to be the last day. If you want to get in on that t-shirt action, I'm going to be doing a drawing on Friday's show. So get those reviews in now. Those have been really flying in, so we really do appreciate each and every one of those. And of course, as always, you get a free beer koozie. That's not changed. we got plenty of those left. We've got damn near every team covered now. We've got Alabama, Arkansas, Auburn, LSU, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, South Carolina, Tennessee. If you haven't put your review in yet and you're one of those fans and one of those teams, get that in. We'll send you a beer koozie free of charge. That's just a way of our way of saying thanks to each and every one of you, but uh, hey Shane, that's gonna do it. I know you got to get off here before the wife gets home, <laughs> and I got uh, some more work to do, so I think that's gonna do it, buddy. Thanks as always for joining me. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one.
1: One last thing, Mike. We got the poll on that SEC podcast, uh, so if you get onto Twitter, look up that SEC. Is that where we are? That SEC podcast, where, yes, or... sir. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Where are we? It's only uh, been
3: up for about two years, Shay. It's about time you learned the name of the account there.
1: Jump on there. We're going to have the polls up uh, with the spread. So pick who you think's going to win against the spread. Uh, we're going to include those tomorrow on the pick show as well. Um, and, and I'm going to have some results of last week's. And, and see if you could uh, make a little money off the you, your guys' boats. So I'm looking forward to that. Thanks for everything, Mike. Thanks, thanks, guys, for hanging out with the girls, for hanging out with us. And uh, I will see you tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. I'm butchering the ending. Go Vols. <laughs>
2: sec fans if you've been enjoying the music of this podcast then head on over to www.crimsoncalamitymusic.com to follow us on social media and to hear our new song ghost out now on all streaming services and wherever digital music is sold thanks so much for listening and now back to you mike and shane